Welcome everyone, this is the PMP podcast from Digital 22, uh, episode 3 now and we've still not been cancelled, which no, is both a surprise and good Same news. Um, I'm Chris, I'm the lead PPC marketer at Digital 22 and I've got with me my colleague Christian. Hi guys, I'm Christian, I'm the PPC specialist, I support Chris here at Digital 22. And today's episode is all about the dark arts, what does a PPC manager do? Um, now if you ask SEO they'll say nothing <laughs> and if you ask some clients they'd probably agree with that yeah. I mean I don't think a lot of people do people so it, it's just running through what we do how we do it and why we do it pretty mm-hmm. much and then just like at the end we'll go through a bit of a like a daily what you do on a daily basis, a daily basis yeah. so we've been through some stuff so we've got the topics are research which is probably the biggest one yeah, I'd say all, yeah, research um, then you go about conversion actions and set up campaign set up and then things like optimization and a day in the life of so for me like when you start with the keyword research mm-hmm. that's probably one of the best bits when it comes to building out a new campaign of course um, I know it can be quite laborious and it takes a while but once you've had that chat with the client mm-hmm. and you've had a few calls with them and you get to know more about their business because I always explain to the client that when they come on board with Digital 22, they've, they've extended the marketing team. Mm-hmm. Like We treat their budget like our own. Um, so you've got to feel like you've got that that understanding of, of what they what they do, mm-hmm. who they are as a, as a company, as a brand, and then you've got to really nail that messaging in everything. So whether it comes, you know, the showing for the right keywords, mm-hmm. getting the ads on point and everything like that. Um, but yeah, that that's just, for me, where it, where it starts with the research. Yeah, no, I think everything you said was bang on. I think, um, yeah, especially w- combining it with the competitor research to actually yeah. thoroughly understand what they're searching because we've worked with clients before where they might say one thing to search for or, or another, but whether the data actually backs up that, it's very difficult to actually yeah. run with that sort of concept. So this is where this sort of phase, I think it's good to help us get everything we need from our side, but more importantly, it, it shows it to the clients so they know what they're working with as well. I mean, that's as well. I mean, competitor analysis, that's a really difficult one to get right because they'll give us a list of competitors and we'll use everything they can. So we'll use SEMrush, we'll use Ahrefs, we'll use SpyFu, mm-hmm. we'll use Google Keyword Planner. Uh, and they're we'll all slightly use, different. And they're all, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, none of them give you the same figures ever. But it's like, like, how accurate can it be? Yeah. You know, how accurate can SEM must be when it comes... I know they use algorithms and they've got all this thing behind it and it's really intelligent. They've got years of research and industry experience and it is a great tool. So before mm-hmm. anyone says that I hate SEM rush, I don't. Um, I do hate getting kicked out of it when I'm in the middle of keyword research. Mm-hmm. So if anyone else logs in, stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I, it's a brilliant tool, but I just don't understand... Mm-hmm. Like it can say like we've done it before like for accounts that we're managing and yeah. you'll you'll put our domain in and it says oh they're spending ten grand a month yeah kind of sure you we're not no for sure and also it can over predict the average CPC sometimes as well so and then a client will look at that so if you have got a client that's a bit switched on and they'll look at that they'll come back to you oh SEM which says this it's like yeah but I'm in your campaign you know mm-hmm. give you all the data you know we so, yeah. we you run it it's your account we just run it you know. Mm-hmm. You've got all all the access to that kind of thing, but yeah, I mean, I, I like Spyfu as well. Cause it's really visual in mm-hmm. the premium account. That's really good. Um, Ahrefs, I've not really used that much, but again, it is a good tool when I have used it. But even like Google Keyword Planner now, that's 
ridiculous for what it does now because yeah. it used to give you the search volumes for all the keywords and now it says oh it's between uh, it's 10 range. and 400 mm-hmm. and it's, it's like well a bit of a big split what is it is it two or is it 399 yeah. there's a bit of a difference it is no, you I know agree. and this is for another podcast altogether but yesterday google released that they are stopping doing expanded text ads by okay. june 22 so you'll only be able to create or edit um responsive, responsive search ads but that's the next episode so if you hate responsive search ads and you need to get used to them, then join you for that. <laughs> yeah, because that'll be a long one, so you mm-hmm. might need to get a couple of coffees lined up. Um, but yeah, so just like, for, so explain about how you go about doing keyword research. So we've got a new client on board and they sell, uh, they are a bathroom designer mm-hmm. and they're looking for more people who are looking for an online design consultation. Yeah, so if it was me, I'd approach it in a way, first if they had an actual account built and already running, You'd obviously use the information that they've got because that's the most valuable because that's obviously tailored to their company so first i'd go through that and obviously look at the ctrs the conversion rates the impression shares and see if you can get more out of that but on top of that i'd be using google um keyword planner always but you, i always combine it with a severus or a spifu or a hrefs and i think that gets you to a position where you've pretty much got the full spread of keywords and then you can start including it at that point i think just by combining them, it works well. I don't think by using one, it's it's not enough. I think you need to use more. Um, and then just your own intuition after that bit to actually match up yeah. where they're actual and the more relevant ones, the phrase match, the broad match. And then obviously it goes down to your campaign structure after that. But that's typically how I'd approach it. Right, good shout. So then we'll go into the next one. We'll, we'll do conversions after this. We'll go into the campaign structure and mm-hmm. the campaign setup. So... Like the majority of times, you can tell when a client set the campaign up themselves because they get things like geo targeting wrong, yeah. like targeting people in uh, or interested in, which is Google's way of just fleecing you for more cash. Yeah, you should always be looking at people in uh, or regularly in your target location. Mm-hmm. That's it. If you want to target an area, you want to target an area. You don't want to target people who are interested in in the UK. Yeah, yeah, you know, you just want to. So that that's a lot of the time where people get caught out and and Google it'll never tell you that because mm-hmm. it's just a way to get more money out of you but then so you've got the campaign set up so now google really big now are things like audience demographics mm-hmm. i've used it before when i was um working for a car leasing client like mm-hmm. we we excluded everyone from i think it was 65 plus because yeah. they were never going to lease a car no. in our mind you no. know we looked at our audience data and everything like that we had very few so we we dis we excluded those um, we excluded those who I think it was 18 to 25 just mm-hmm. because the amount of rejected finance claims we had for those. Yeah. So we just rejected those and we saw our cost, you know, our costs come down, but our conversion stayed the same. Stay the same, yes. You know, when you got, so if you've got things like, I mean, we're doing a lot of work for, for clients at the moment who are, you know, focusing on digital training. So, you know, we're looking at, you know, things like who are people who work at very large employers and stuff. Mm-hmm. You've got all these different kind of, audience targeting that you can use on on google ads as well as audience demographics uh, and you can use all these in microsoft ads as well um you know because they are pretty much the same tool yeah um so if you're using any of those but then you've got things like ad extensions yeah. site links you need to make sure that you build so when you go through you get all your settings right you get them done then you build out your campaign um for the next six months I, I imagine you'll still be able to put expanded text ads yeah, in and then out. but you've got to you've got to do about i think it's five clicks to put them in mm-hmm. um but put a responsive search ad in see how it goes pin your headline to the top and then try and play around with the yeah. 
the other headlines in the description just see and see what you get with the fact that you can pin them i think they are giving you some sort of flexibility so obviously our biggest issue as well why i like expanded search ads is because i like to make sure my headlines are in the order that i yeah. want them to be so because it just makes sense you're telling a story aren't you exactly you, it's it sounds strange when you mm -hmm. i mean we've got content writers out there who are brilliant with words the the word nerds they are absolutely <laughs> brilliant with words but writing a google text ad it is a skill in itself because you've got 90 characters to do three headlines mm -hmm. at 30 characters a piece so you've got to get in your offer why and your call to action not necessarily your offer should always be the top one or the keyword to keep your ad relevance really high then you need a call to action in the second headline because it rarely shows the third yeah and then you need to get in your description line one, you need to get what we're offering. Mm -hmm. And then in description line two, it's why and your call to action. Yeah. And then you've got your site links. So, but I mean, if we were to get our content team to write Google ads, they'd struggle yeah, because, yeah. you know, they are really the, like, the most articulate people you'll ever meet. And then when it comes to putting it down, they write really great engaging content, which a Google ad doesn't need to be. No. It needs to be, this is what you search for. Mm -hmm. This is why you should use us. Use Simple. us. <laughs> it's it is the simplicity of it is yeah, like where it, where it's you know the beauty is in it because you don't overcomplicate it. Mm -hmm. um, so you just got to try and keep it as simple as possible with that. Um, so that's a part of like being a PPC manager is the ad testing. Of course, you know I mean that's that's part that people forget as well because they think you know. I'm just going to put some keywords in on a broad. I'm going to send them to my own page and I'll just put an ad up and then and I'll leave, come back to it in six months and see how much money I've made. And leave the setting on auto-optimise so you don't, so you think that you don't have to do anything, but in reality, you're not really doing much experimenting at that point if they're, if they're brand new ads. So. And then Google will put some uh, auto-suggested ads in for you exactly. as well. Exactly. They're, they're always nice if it's you don't turn just, that setting off. So it's more of a hands-on sort of thing in terms of you make, make sure it's on rotate and then use your own now. So it's... it's it's as easy, not as easy as that, but that's that's one of the main bits that we'll do in terms of the ad copy and A/B testing as far as paid search is concerned. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, it's that it's that testing. Like, so if you put, if you create like three ads at the start, so mm -hmm. you could do a responsive search ad, put one in because it's good to have in, um, and then do two or three text ads, and then set them on rotate evenly. So Google will tell you not to do that, but. Mm -hmm. If you want to get a good idea of what's working and what's not working, always do it to begin with. Yeah. So you've got to rotate it. Let them show the ones, even if it says you know that ad's not working. Just let it show because it will work. Mm -hmm. You know we've done the research, we've spoken to the client, we know about the the branding, the company messaging, everything like that. They've approved the ads. So then, and then after three three weeks, we'll look at that three week performance of the ads, and we'll say right, this one's not working. So we'll pull that one out and we'll look at what works on those other two. And then we'll put a new ad in there and yeah. then we'll come back to that in like three or four weeks and just, just use the champion system. So we champion the best ad, take what's the best from that and then put that into into the new one. Tweak it slightly. Same with things like, you know, you've even got CTAs on landing pages. So mm -hmm. for us, like I mentioned, every podcast being 100% HubSpot, the fact that you can clone the best performing landing page and then just, you know, make Sweet, it no yeah. follow and use it for PPC makes it so much easier. Mm -hmm. And especially when, like us, we build up a bank of, you know, we've, we've got like CTA templates and everything like that that we can use, we can drag and drop. So it makes it really easy for us to, to create a, an engaging landing page. And you get all the metrics of, of the page afterwards as exactly, well. Exactly, so. yeah. And you can create A-B testing in HubSpot as well mm -hmm. and make it even easier, you know. Yeah. 
there's no when it comes to things like that that's why we get the results that we do to be, to be fair because of of the solutions partner that we've got in, in like HubSpot mm-hmm. uh, and we couple that up with all the other stuff like SEM, Ahrefs, GTM um, but I think that you know even I mean I did it before when I was working with a client and I just swapped um, we had we were doing a guide it was a, a white paper and it was we had download and mm-hmm. we just swapped it to learn more and it has a massive impact. yeah we did it before when the one off, when we did Facebook but that's, yeah. that's for a different one but we swapped it to to learn more and, the and the can, yeah it's just the tiny little things that you don't think of if you're doing it yourself because you don't have time no, of course. so if you're a business owner or a marketing manager and you've got a thousand other things going on during the day you don't have time to worry about oh CTRs dropped five percent mm-hmm. if it's dropped five percent there's something bad happened course, there's something but you on. don't have time to look at it mm-hmm. You know, why is my impression share dropped like thirty percent week on week? You know, um, I can see you don't have time to research query report. Mm-hmm. There's all those little things that, as a marketing manager or a business owner, you wouldn't do. You wouldn't do. You just want to get it on and let it go, and it, it's sadly it's just a. That's the like, worst thing you could exactly do. Exactly. That's worse than not having it on. Yeah. To begin with, <laughs> it really you is. Know what you're doing with your money. So then, like probably after that, the. I'd say then maybe the best, well, the, the most important thing after you've got, so you've done the research, which mm-hmm. is hugely important. Yeah. And then you've spent the time setting up the campaign. Now, some people say they can set up a campaign in an hour, which is, is true. Mm-hmm. You can, it won't be set up very well, no. but you'll have done it in an hour. Um, you're probably looking at about half a day setting it up, I'd say. Yeah, of course. You know, just just you doing it properly. With it and make you, sure everything's how you want it. it exactly, yeah. It, that's when you that that's when a PPC manager gets their geek on when mm-hmm. they're setting up an account because they'll be there. Me, I put my headphones in um, and I just start going through. You you almost do it on autopilot because you know what you're doing. Yeah. So you're going through all the settings, um, everything like that. They've given us access to the account and we're building it up. We're tagging it all up D twenty two so we know it's us. We go through all the settings. The campaign structure, keyword ad groups that you're using, mm-hmm. putting all your negatives in, everything like that. You've got your ads, you've got your extensions, you've got your landing pages, everything's set up in HubSpot, and then it's the conversion tracking. Yeah, which is very important because you need to know what you're doing. It's like, especially natively, obviously with HubSpot, it's brilliant because it'll track everything for us in terms of where the contribution is coming, but you can't pull that data into your Google Ads or your Microsoft Ads, so it unless you're going to flick back and forth, you need to make sure they're set up in, in your Google Ads as well, which obviously then it's going to give you more information. Therefore, the optimization of the account becomes a lot easier at that point. And I've seen a lot of people which don't even set up the basic sort of tracking and just let it run and then they're wondering why it's not worked. So they think, but they just can't see it. Yeah. Um, but that's a, that's a hard sell to someone who doesn't fathom the sort of how it all works or, or stuff like that. So the conversion setup is... It's obviously a must before you get going, but it's just very, very vital because if that's not done correctly, and there's a lot of different ways to do it. You can go off a click, you can go off a page view, you can go off an event, but so for for me, sorry to no, so for me, right. if you're if you're doing a thank you page, so if you've got if you're an e-com and you've got a conversion, then you want it on your thank you page. Mm-hmm. So now you could do do it natively off the page load. You can do it in analytics and have that pull through to Google Ads. Or you can use GTM. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always done them back in the day. Um, all right. Um, <laughs> back in the day, you'll do it natively a page load. It'll be um, digital22.com forward slash thank you. Mm-hmm. So that'd be it. Once that page loads, 
attribute to PPC. Yep. That's done. Um, and then you can use GTM now for things like, you know, um, how far they've gone down the page, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff, and make sure that we use that as the one like universal system. Um, I know you, I know you geek out about GTM, no, so this I, is where I'll let you jump in no, um, well, and get your absolute nerd on. That's it, my nerd. <laughs> my nerd on. <laughs> with, the, um, with the GTM, it's just, especially for, we work with a lot of B2B clients, yeah. and then there's not always one form on the site. There's like four or five different forms. And obviously, it's good to know all of the conversions coming in, but it's more important to know which specific form is contributing the most because if you're sending them to a landing page, which for you, all you think it's doing just as well, but you're getting a lower CPA in a different form, then that's where you want to be twisting it to. And yeah. this is where the conversion actions come even more important for B2B because it's important, you know, these differences because one form might be doing so well and then in terms of the business side of things, why is that form doing well? How can you use the learnings from that to improve your other forms and stuff like that? So this is where it gets more granular and granular and that's what GTM's allowed us to do in my opinion. I think it's just a very powerful tool and more importantly for B2B, because like you said, e-commerce, as long as you've got the thank you and you know the value and the product name, you don't really need to know much more than that in terms of the, com well, obviously you've got your ad to cart and stuff like that, but they're normally picked up anyway, but yeah, that'd be GTM all the way, nerding done. For me, for me, with the with the granularity, I think that the, the granularity gives you control. Exactly. So you know, the more control you've got, and you can know exactly which conversions coming in, where they've been. That's what I like with HubSpot, really. So we'll go in and we'll see that you know, um, Jonathan became a contact. He looked at sixteen exactly. pages. He's you know he's give us this page. He's had a look at this, mm -hmm. and then you know he filled in this form. And we got these details from exactly. it, exactly. And you, you don't really you don't really get that with with anything else that I've used in the past. It's all about touch points, isn't it? It's yeah, and seeing what kind of forms they filled in and everything mm -hmm. like that. Um, I just think once you've got all that data, mm -hmm. then you can you know you can see which workflow to put them in. Hundred percent. They're not responding to this workflow, so we can change it to this workflow, which is either a bit more formal, informal, mm -hmm. and then work it that well, way. It makes you so much more effective as a marketer in general, and then just across the board, not even specifically PPC, just knowing that information is so powerful. So, yeah. Yep, so then a day in the life of a PPC manager. So mm -hmm. just go through roughly on a day-to-day -day what you do. So um, not when you just come back in from having a week off because yeah, you've got no, like 500 bit, emails to go through. Havoc. Yeah, um, so say on a standard Monday, mm -hmm. just go through your day-to-day -day on a Monday. Yeah, so for me, when I get to a Monday, it's more about setting up your week and understanding what's happened from the last week. So the first bit would be the reporting on the last week and compare it on the, on the week before or on the week before that as well and just get a good baseline into what leads, what's changed in the CPA or the ROAS if you do an e-com. Um, check on what your tests have been through the from the week before so i'll make note of whether i may be testing a specific ad or i may be testing i don't know what it might be or done landing some bit page. Of, yeah landing page bid adjustments and this is a for me it's a time to just check through all that see what's done and that helps you sort of plan out what your what your next steps are for the rest of the week yeah um after that i'd typically look at the budgets after that and make sure if there's any overspend underspend Normally, typically we run from our budgets from the first to the end of the month. So obviously then you divide your whatever you've got left by the days remaining and that'll give you what your daily budget is then. But that's something that you'll be checking on it every day, in my opinion. Yeah. Hence why it's the day in the life of the PPC manager. But after that bit, then it'd be going for me, it'd be going into the optimizations and 
checking what else we can be doing. Is there more information from the client that they want to send our way? New graphics for display maybe, like we did this morning, for example. Um, any sort of HubSpot consultant information from their side or the strategist and obviously we book in planning hubs. Um, it's how we work on a three month basis. So for example, this month we've got some more graphics coming through someone else. So that'll be something that I'll be looking in. So it's just pu pulling all together, everything that's scheduled in full stop from our projects team. But more importantly, on a Monday, it's a case of understanding what's happened previously for the last couple of weeks and how, whether that's worked. And if it has worked, make sure you maintain that and if not, improve it. And if yeah. it hasn't worked, be make sure you're being proactive about it and make sure you can spot it before it's at the point where you're like, oh, well. It's an issue. Exactly. You need to be always on it. Proactive. Yeah. That's the thing. That's it. I mean, just always looking at it. Now, mention reporting there. So for me... I really like, I mean, for if you're doing, if you're doing inbound, you're doing blogs, you're doing email or you, even SEO, I mean, it's really hard to report on SEO weekly. Mm -hmm. Whereas with PPC, you have to report on it weekly yeah. because it's expensive, you know, um, especially if you're doing LinkedIn, for example, it's mm -hmm. the most expensive platform that there is. Um, but for Google ads, so you will do and agreed for, if you had that rumbling, I think that's Jonathan off yeah, camera. He's a bit peckish. He's really hungry at the minute. Um, so... <laughs> If you're doing PPC and then you need to do your weekly report, most people still like the report in Excel or mm -hmm. we use Google Sheets because it's live, they can see it, they can comment on it. But I think that obviously with us being the Vidyard partner and just doing the video where you run through the HubSpot portal mm -hmm. and explain everything, you know, there's a story behind everything as to why we've done it. You know, Context. it's not just that we, we looked at it and um, we increased the cost per click. Mm -hmm. So... Is we looked at it and we didn't think it was getting for what what we understand it to be that keyword it wasn't getting enough visibility mm -hmm. so we increased the cost per click and that increased the CTR the clicks went up share. the landing page worked better our impression share went up and we got more conversions through mm -hmm. it but you can't explain that in a Google no. Sheet report no just by putting a few numbers now that's where the video for us it's 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 massive isn't it it does and it's so uh, clients are so happy with it in terms of them just being able to see our explanation from it because we can get a bit too nerdy sometimes in terms yeah. of like CPC, CP, all these sort of little words. Acronyms. But yeah, acronyms, that's the one. And um, it's better to be able to explain it to them and how they want it. And obviously the more, the closer you get with a client, the more unique a video it'll become. And it's just, it's just, it it's good to couple it with the data that you're sending over full stop. It's just beneficial. Yeah, I think the clients appreciate it. It's almost exactly. like it's the personal touch as well because like, mm -hmm. Like I mentioned earlier on, we are an extension of their marketing team. Mm -hmm. Like we're working with a client now who had a marketing, a really small marketing team. And I think now that they're working with us, they've like trebled the size of the yeah. marketing team because mm -hmm. they're working with with an agency. Mm -hmm. So you know, because we are part of their company, we should feel comfortable sending a video explaining the results. And it's not just explaining it when things have gone well. You know, there'll be sometimes you'll do a test and it won't work because mm -hmm. it's a test. Exactly. You know, but it's owning that and saying, you know, well. I've used my experience to say that this was a good suggestion to try. Yeah. Um, with any test, I think it, I think I thought it was going to work better than it has, but over the test period it hasn't. So I've stopped that, mm -hmm. pulled it back, and yet we're going to try this, mm -hmm. try that. If you're doing ads and you're not trying anything, then you're standing still, and yeah, everyone else is test. moving. Everyone else is moving ahead of you, exactly. and it's so competitive now on Google Ads because mm -hmm. everybody thinks that they can do it. Yeah. Like Dave 
who is the plumber down the road, his mate said to him that he can do Google Ads. <laughs> and they were in the pub on Friday night and they spoke about how to do it. And that's uh, so Dave's now telling other people how to do it Obviously. because they were speaking about it. And someone said, well, you know, I've done it before. You just put your keywords in, send it to your own page, you're laughing. Yeah, it's not. And it's then not that, before it? you know it, you're 500 quid in exactly. and you've got absolutely <laughs> nothing to show for it. And like we said on the other one, like some some clients, their budget's £500. Mm -hmm. Some clients, their budget's £25,000. Mm -hmm. But I guarantee that the £500 is watching every penny more than yeah, the 25 grand. Yeah. So if you've got £500 grand as your budget for the month and it spends it in 10 days, then you've not got any work in. Mm -hmm. You've not got any budget left. Yeah. So what do you do? Do you, do you hire someone to do it for you? Mm -hmm. Do you go to an agency to do it for you? Mm -hmm. Or do you just keep putting £500 a time in? Yeah, for the better most often they're not with them 500 them 500 pounds they've not got the conversion tracking set up so they've they not got anything set up and then they're struggling going to an agency because yeah. agency fees over what they're spending um so then they'll go and speak to dave in the pub again and he's going to tell them how to do it wrong it's a horrible circle but it's the of video on a monday is that you get to see our little faces in the um in the corner and screen the corner straight away on a we don't monday. edit the, we don't edit them as nicely as jonathan does <laughs> no, uh, we, we don't get to put a filter on or anything Nothing like yeah. that after a long weekend. Yeah, we don't we don't do the videos after a bank holiday. No one needs to see that. No, no, it's too we just take the face out the corner. But no, they're good though because you can you can see how much of the video that clients have watched exactly. as well. It's so I mean, helpful for us, isn't it? Yeah, it's helpful for us because it, it helps you become better on video. Um, mm. it helps you get more comfortable talking because, I mean, talking on camera can be weird when you're hearing your own voice back and you're seeing yourself in the bottom corner as well. Right, that's that. a big thing for me. And I, I can imagine if you watch the first one of this one compared to now, I'm not saying it'll be an unbelievable improvement, but you can definitely see the improvement because stuff like this is... It's an absolutely polished production, I don't yeah. know about. Well, I'm speaking purely of myself. <laughs> I'm not a polished production. But yeah, no, for me, for example, it's... Um, yeah, it is a lot and it takes a lot, but the key is just get yourself in there and do it because... You did well. Mike did that uh, video course, didn't he? What was it? What was it? Video transformation um, yeah. course that he did, and that that's a very useful course in just listening to yourself. Like you said, there's nothing worse, and especially with my accent. Anyway, it's no one wants to listen to this. But <laughs> see, my accent isn't that bad because I worked in telesales yeah. when I was like eighteen. So because I was speaking to people from all over the country, kind of thing. Yeah. And I kind of adjust it slightly. It adjusted it, but I think I kind of toned it down a bit. Mm -hmm. Like I worked in business development as well, so I was like going down to London every other week. So I really tried hard because the first few times I went down, they were looking at me like I should have had a flat cap on. <laughs> so after that, I really tried yeah, to like to to tone it down, um, so that you know I didn't just I wasn't just able to just speak to people, you know, from from the north kind of thing. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's a little bit different to that. So yeah, that is a day in the life of a PPC manager and what a PPC manager does. So the most important thing from our point of view as a PPC manager is the client relationship, mm -hmm. making sure you nail the research, uh, making sure that we understand what they're offering, why they're offering it and the solution. Mm -hmm. Then it's the building of the campaign, yeah. taking your time, not rushing it, making sure you get all those little settings done correctly um ad schedule as well you know if you're a b2b company and there's no one in the office there's no point having your ads on at the weekend if you wait for anyone to phone exactly yeah you know just turn those off save yourself some money um all those little things and then the conversion tracking as well mm -hmm. and then monitoring it tweaking it updating it and all, all the tools you can use as well like there's lots of tools out there you know if you're doing it yourself you know you can do 
a free account on Sparfu that gives you limited but decent information. Mm-hmm. I think you can use a free one on SEM Rush for so many searches. A amount of days, I think, or something like that. As well. Google Keyword Planner, but the That's best one that you'll need is Google Ads Editor. Yeah. Um, that just makes working in the Speeds accounts you bit, and it makes it? your life so much easier yeah. if you're working across things like multiple accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah, and we um this obviously this PPC one that we've tailored this to paid search. Obviously, yeah. we know that we're going to touch on paid social because it's similar principle, different tools, different approach. Yeah, well, well it is all different to be honest with you. Well, we were going to do the paid social one next, but we're probably going to have to do the yeah. responsive search ads next. First, yeah, so yeah. So we'll do the responsive search ads, and then we'll jump into paid social, um, because paid social is huge at the minute. Yeah. So we'll do that one next. Sounds good. But I think that's it. So. If you managed to get to this far, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, cheers, guys. I've been Chris, and I'll be on the next one. Yeah, and I'm Christian, and I'll be there too. Thank you very much. See you later, guys. Thank you.